When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, so we're in a... Uh pub in Sunland, which I'm not going to name because we'll end up dropping the minutes because they shouldn't be showing the match. Um, <laughs> it's Gav here. I'm with a bunch of idiots who we've never heard from before. Uh, we've got Dunbar. Hello, alright. Yep, he pretends he's 26, if you know him. <laughs> Niall. Hello. Irish. Hello. Matthew. Hello, alright. And Dino doesn't want to talk, so we'll, we'll leave him off. Um, so, the team today is... Uh, McLaughlin in goal back three of Ozturk Willison Lynch Hume left wing back 09 right wing back Power and Dobson in the middle with Maguire Gooch and White up front uh, same system as before not really convinced it's the way forward but looking at the team it's um, pretty much all he's got uh, to go with because McLaughlin Watmore McNulty Debock Grigg and Ledbetter aren't game changers as we've found out this season um, any thoughts on the team anyone? Dunbar, what do you think of that? Um, it's interesting to see Maguire yeah, kind of coming back into contention a little bit He's after the whole McDonald's saga. Well, he did say, didn't he, that Maguire hasn't really done anything wrong. He said that he's been working on his fitness and stuff. So He, start, he started the game, literally the game after the McDonald's incident, didn't he? Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he made a difference when he came on for me the other day. Uh, him and McNulty I was surprised to say McNulty's not started but he doesn't really seem to fancy him um, but I've just got to hope that I've just got to hope that there's enough there because I, I think Dobson's legs will help and I don't really rate Max Power at all but he's a better option than Ledbit at the minute in a way with, with everything that's been going off the field I think the results actually completely by the by um, yeah, with what's going on during the week with the coordinated sort of fans protest um, it would actually be more interesting to see what would happen if we get beat and I think I do think we'll get beat but uh, uh, if we win which obviously I don't think we will that's not really going to really going to tell us anything it's just going to prolong the off the field uh, shenanigans what's going on at the minute and I think we need to get a resolution to the situation and, and I'm more ashamed to say this but I kind of hope I do get beat yeah I, I get that feeling like because it sort of feels like we're not going to see any change if if, yeah. he, if, if if I mean if he starts winning games then it's it just going to you know what Donald's like he's he's very reactive and he clearly doesn't want rid of Parkinson he's waiting for something yeah. to change and it feels like think, 
I generally don't think it matters what players you put on that pitch, as long as you play in that formation, we're going to get absolutely nowhere. It's very it's negative, our yeah. I would say, Niall? It's very negative playing five at the back. Is it five at the back? Yeah, well, yeah, basically. Uh, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, on paper, it might say it's five at the back, but we've found that the, the playing with two whole midfielders. It's so playing with no less seven, mid- seven, 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 yeah. When we do have the ball, the midfield doesn't join in the attack anywhere, so the ball comes straight back every time. Charlie White doesn't hold enough, hold it up enough, and uh, it's, the ball doesn't stick with him. And when, when, like I say, it's just so negative. It's unbelievable. Like I, I, I think he's kind of in. A, he's put himself in a position now where he's, he's, he's decided this is the way he's going to play. I mean. If we do stick with Parkinson and he's going to get January, I'm kind of guessing we're signing players who are going to fit this system. So probably a centre-half, a right wing-back, maybe another centre-mid and a striker. But I just don't... I put it this way, if you get an injury in there, who who, who do you bring on? So They're all so similar, Kevin, anyway. like All the players are so similar. They're all The midfielders are all plodders. Do you know how there's... Yeah. When, you can, when, you can, when you can see the, the system clearly not working like against Bolton, when he had the perfect opportunity there when Flanagan got injured to change it, but he brings on De Bock, uh, who's not even a centre-back, to keep that same system when it just clearly wasn't working at was home more, at the bottom of the uh, league. He was more interested in not losing the game than winning it. Now, to me, I'd rather go out losing the game, trying to win it, than drawing a game, not trying to lose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's the problem. Over, that, like, that's the relegation, that relegation tactics, like, mentality. It's a losing mentality. And that, that's what we've got to get away from. But I, I think... And this point's been made quite a bit about Phil Parkinson that he has spent the last 18 months losing every week as manager of Bolton. This manager doesn't know how to win games. As has been evident since he come here, we haven't won. We got we beat Tranmere, which sort of feels like a... They were it, useless though, weren't well, they? Well, they were, but it just sounds... If, if, thinking of that game in isolation, it just feels like... But look at the way we played in that game. You had players getting in the box... I created plenty of chances was flowing football I honestly, I honestly new manager bounce I on, well I honestly just think it was the shackles coming off the kind of new the manager's come in didn't really know the players hasn't got a system in mind just threw them out there and it worked for that one game where it's just got worse and worse ever since and it's all well and good about the formation and the players right the tactics whatever right but we're not doing the basics we're not doing the passing and moving we're not we're not doing anything if you watch the opposition right they might not have the quality, but they're doing the basics and they're running rings around us. Yeah, well, that that's it. We don't we don't have enough we don't have enough pace. We don't have enough power. And as I think, what we saw the other day is that when they get the ball, they're looking for a safe option every time. Oh, so you've got. Point point you, I made the point. You didn't have the Blackpool game where you had the ball and you look. I think it was one of the centre backs had the ball and you look. And literally nobody was moving ahead of him. Nobody wanted it. Everyone was hiding. Like do you know, Granty gets a bit of stick. All right. But if I was at the game on Boxing Day and I was watching power, like when we're when we're building attack, right? One, if we're playing two holding midfielders, right? When when one of them has the ball, the other one has to go to join in the attack. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Otherwise, like I say, you're playing seven at the back, right? That formation becomes useless. But if you watch power there, he just he doesn't join in the attack. He, he's he's quite handy, just pointing at somebody else and then and hiding like, and I, I just kind of be dealing with cowardness like. I, I, I kind of feel bad saying this, but because I was so, I was so in favour of him leaving. But that midfield just lacks Lee Catamore, any sort of leader in the middle, really. Power, power 
like you say, he's, he's like Lawson to me. He just points yeah, a lot. He points and yeah. hides like it's... Um, we're, we're, we're kind of desperate for somebody who will take a game by the scruff of the neck. I'm kind of thinking a week ahead, so um, hypothetically we'll get beat today. I know I've probably been a bit negative talking about getting beat today, but as I say, we think we will. And then... Yeah, yeah, I might mention it. And <laughs> um, we'll get beat off Fleetwood. So if you're Donald, what, what do you do? So you've got a, a raging fan base who are already, you know, fuming, not happy. We're getting beat two games over the, the Christmas period. So we're in the, tr- the January transfer window then. You're you sticking with Parkinson. It's like... I mean, it's it's toxic now, but what's it going to be like after after New Year, having lost those two games? That's a good point, right? But if Donald's... If he wants to sell the club, like, why is he going to put his hand in his pocket for compensation for Parkinson? He, he wants to sell it in the best possible position that he can so he's going to get more money for it well if I know it's it's not good like you know things probably will get worse before they get better but like Parkinson says he wants four or five players right and like the what you, you might think I'm mad right but the game on Boxing Day I thought at times his formation worked I just think in terms of the fullbacks getting forward especially Hume I think Hume's a good prospect I think his crossing's brilliant but you see when we're starting attack you can't ju- if Humes get the byline and only Charlie White's in the box we're not going to score even if he has an open goal the t- chances are he's still going to miss do you know what I mean I'm sorry like but if he's free, if he's marked by three defenders like all that hard work that we've done to get him behind which sometimes it actually is good build up player but then if Power's not getting on the end of it if Ledbetter's not making that late run the box if if the other fullbacks just stand there with his head up his arse he's not getting in the box like we can't score goals if you don't get in the box eh? yeah. well, that's, that's, that was the big take I took from the game was that I, I probably counted seven or eight quality Good crosses by Denver Hume and, and Charlie White was nowhere to be seen and it's kind of seven defensive players on the pitch yeah, well, and I don't think Charlie White's a target man I think, I think he, he might be big maybe big but he, I mean did he, how many headers did he win against Liam Bridcutt Bridcutt like five foot five half his size and it, it, do you know we, we made a joke about when Charlie Wright was out jumping Darren Murphy to me that's nearly even worse like well you know we, we obviously we're talking about the game the other day today I mean I haven't got a clue about Doncaster to be honest I haven't watched them at all this season they've just beat be Peterborough three now well there you go I mean the they're a capable team. They weren't far off last season, um, but like we, 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 they're gonna they're gonna be in full knowledge of what's going on at Sunderland at the minute, and they're in they're in good form. The problem the problem I guess with oh here we, Rangers are just through in the last minute. Yeah, fluffed it. <laughs> oh, penalty! He's given. No, he's got to dive. Um, I saw Morelos sent off. Morelos isn't shy of a red card, is he? Uh, but I saw. Predictions go on the table, Niall. What do you reckon? Me head says one nil Doncaster. Me heart says one nil Sunderland. So I right. better but I think Doncaster win. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think we're going to lose two nil. I just think, I think whenever we've came up against a good team this season, we've, we've not been able to match their energy or their effort, and the quality's much better than ours. So I'm not confident. At all. I know you said Dunbar. You think we'll get beat? Both. I actually think it'll be a draw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because just of the. <laughs> no, I kind of, in a way, I would want us to get beat today just to see what would be interesting is going to happen with Parky. But I think um, we're not going to. He's not a capable of manager to get a reaction out of the team. So that would just be like a bit of an annoying result. Yeah. Um, it won't mean anything. Yeah. And that would just be typical. Matty, what do you reckon? Um, 
unfortunately going to have to stick with the negative theme of this. Uh, we're going to get beat 2 out. Well, we'll come back full time and see what everyone thinks, but uh, I'm not confident. Well, I don't think any of us could have expected that. If anything was said before the game, just ignore it, because <laughs> can, can he negative, really? But no, that was much improved from Sunderland, as well as we've played all season, in my view, away from home against a team who weren't great, but... Um, I mean, the scoreline probably doesn't reflect how one-sided it was. For me, I think, I think Sunderland, generally speaking, were as well better team, really. Yeah, I mean, Gooch had a good game. Hume had a decent game. Um, I, I, to be honest, nobody played badly. Uh, thoughts, Dunbar? I think we looked um, a bit vulnerable on the counter, though. Um, but that maybe yeah, I mean, their, their, their goal was a poor goal to concede. To be fair, yeah. I mean, Hume, Hume went missing and um, McLaughlin was. Who are our thought? I think, he, but he, I mean, he redeemed himself with a good save after that. I think that might have been indicative of how much we were actually attacking, though. Um, I noticed right from the start, but especially before we scored, they just didn't seem to be a game plan at all. Um, they were kind of like they were trying crosses with these throw balls and stuff, but it was just like the energy was completely different. So there wasn't really any structure to the play, and it's almost like the way he set up, we didn't really have a almost a specific game plan, but just the energy levels were completely different. And uh, yeah, I mean. It was good to see the players sticking a bit more because, from what we've seen recently, that well, that yeah, like you say, the energy that it hasn't been there in recent weeks, and it was good to see even in the in the last five minutes, the players running themselves into the ground to have a go. Right. Well, what impressed me the most about that was probably the work rates. Like, do you know that they were actually closing down the men, they were tracking back and all for the goal. But like what James said about all the attack, it probably cost with the goal in the end. Because we're all out of attack, really. Yeah, Do you know, yeah, we weren't used right. to it. The players probably weren't even used to it. Like, it was a new sign of life. But um, the eye what impressed me was the work rate. They the, the looked like a team. I'm not saying that it was brilliant, like, but it was a million times better than what yeah. we're used to. Really and got at them right from the um, right from the kickoff, which has been something that we've been massively been lacking under uh, Parkinson. You know, kind of. Dilly dallied and was almost sat back, sat back right from the start, but it was it was just like watching a completely different type. It was I thought uh, Wyke's performance was interesting. It's almost kind of like he kind of told them that he wasn't really going to be almost a goal scorer. He was just going to support the team and bring the midfielders into the attack. And we were kind of playing a system where we weren't really trying to feed Charlie Wyke. He was just you know being that kind of. Um, lone centre forward and uh, we're going to try and rely on getting goals from midfield um, and that actually quite seemed to work because uh, it really brought people like Lyndon Gooch into the game uh, how, how, di- how much of a difference do you think Gooch made today? I thought Gooch was brilliant his tenacity is something that we've been missing uh, since he's been out um, he's closing down he's harrying the players he's, he's, he's looking to want to get on the ball when he gets it he's looking to want to take players on it's quality as well though I mean the way the way just that little step over in the in the shot on his wrong foot. It, I mean, it's what frustrates the life out of me with Watmore, to be honest, because Watmore on the game on Boxing Day, he just doesn't have a trick. He runs into blind, blind well, he runs down blind alleys. Whereas with, with Gooch, you know, you can do the little step over on the shot and sign. It doesn't always work. Uh, thankfully, it did today. For our second goal, Hume will get the plaudits. Obviously, Maguire will get the plaudits for finishing it. But it's all about Lynn and Gooch, that goal. The drive, the drive from the middle, really. The ball in the final third, the pitch. Like, if you're going to win the ball in the final third, you've got half a chance. Like, do you know what? what was interesting when Watmore came on? It's almost like they had a specific, a specific game plan of how they're going to handle him that they didn't really have with Gooch. They afforded him a lot more space. But as soon as Watmore came on, it seemed like they were having like three men on him all the time. 
so maybe they thought he was going to start and they've been maybe training yeah. against him it was for me I was quite disappointed with Doncaster but I was last season as well we played them last season and all the talk going into the game was how good Doncaster were and we beat them 2-0 really comfortably at the stadium of life yeah, yeah. and like that was pretty much the same that didn't look like a team who were going to threaten the playoffs but was it Marcus at the HUD last year yeah, I mean, and they lost Malik Wilkes as well. They've lost a couple of good players. When you looked at Doncaster last year, they, they set up their whole system to kind of feed into Marquis. Obviously, they lost him. But it's kind of almost mirrored what Sunderland were like. They were kind of playing out a lot for more for midfield, trying to bring the midfielders in the game, but it, it didn't really work for them because I think we closed down really well. We had a lot of the ball throughout the game, which is, again, un, something that's been unusual under Parkinson. Um um, didn't get us wrong I'm happy that we've won the game but at the same time that's going to afford him a few more games isn't it like he's not going to get sacked now is he? to be honest I don't think he was going to get sacked anyways I just I just feel as though if he was going to get sacked it was going to happen a long time ago and the transfer window coming around is, is he's been quite lucky in a sense because they were, they were always going to give him a bit more time to, to, to try and change the team at least um, but I mean with that in mind, knowing he wasn't going to get sacked, it's obviously a good. I know you said you said before the game that you wouldn't mind us getting beat, but it's like, I mean, he, he's not going anywhere. And, you know, that performance there dispels the the uh, the rumor or the myth, if you want to call it, that the players aren't playing for him. Because if you watch that performance, it looks like they're clearly are. It, it felt like a response, didn't it? Really, it felt like a response to all the criticism, which is exactly what the fans have been looking for. I mean, let let's get one thing straight, really. People are only giving criticism out about the club, the way it's been run, the players, the manager, because it's not been good enough. On the pitch. On the pitch and off the pitch, but in, in particular on the pitch, I mean, where has that energy and desire been? Do you not I, know? Know. I know, but there wasn't really, was there a platinum player, was there a system? It's almost like the players were so sick and fed up were playing kind of like negative football in the Parkinson they almost like threw the shackles off themselves and they just decided basically not maybe. to give a fuck anymore and maybe, so maybe, we'll, yeah. we'll just play for each other and we'll not really listen to him and I, I kind of think that's what they there wasn't really a structure in the play but there was that energy because it just came from themselves so we'll I just I, we'll I go out what, there and just do what we want to do I get what you're saying I mean we, we haven't we, we didn't play I wouldn't say we played good football we, we, what, what, what it was today is it was a combination of a bit more desire, a bit more energy, and a poor opponent who never really threatened us. It, it meant that when we were going in for the second balls, we were coming off better. Whereas in the recent weeks, we, we haven't had the desire to win those second balls, and the other teams we're playing have known that going into the game, Sunderland aren't in great form, and it suited them the, the way the game. But today, it really suited us. I thought it was quite an open game, and it suited us. And I mean, like I say, like Matty said before, Gooch, when he's on his day, Running at teams like that, it causes all, it, bring, it, it just pushes everyone ten yards up the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what I want to see from a centre midfield. That's one thing today. I mean, gripe today. If I was going to have a big one, I don't think the centre midfield has played particularly well. I think Dobson and Power again were a little bit sloppy with their passing, gave away too many fouls. But um, look, it's a win. Like we're, <laughs> we're, nobody at the end of the day, right? All we want to see is the team do well. We want to see the players put a shift in. We want to win games. And the 4,000 fans that went down there today, I mean, the celebrations with the second goal, it's how, just how much do you think that means to, to the fans, really? Do you know, it's, it's mad, like, because when you go to a game and you see the players actually putting it all out there, like, you can get behind, like, even if the quality's not there, but as long as they're putting in a shift, right, 
you can get behind that like but the fit the most strange thing what I was saying before like where did that come from like that that could that's all about effort really to me Gav like that, that to me like that could we, we could easily be higher up the league on on pure effort, not even quality. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that is League One, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's why Wickham are doing so well because Wickham are a League Two team last season who got promoted, finished lower mid table. This year, I mean, they're all, they all love the manager. They've all been there a few years. It's like it's a a lot of a lot of League One isn't about good tactics. It's about working hard, having a, a plan or a, a style of play you stick to. Not necessarily good football, yeah. and and having a manager who gets the best out of every player. In a sense, the um, the scoreline probably flattered Doncaster a little bit because we could easily have won four one, and maybe that yeah, the, the, the scoreline was it. at the end of the game when they had the chance for more break and better balls from Maguire. Sticks them, stem, sticks them couple. The, well, the, the one that sticks out to me is Charlie Wakesmith when the ball comes across the box. Just put your left foot on it. You know what I mean? I mean, if I'm honest with you, right. The, the, there's potential there with how we're playing, but I think like if a, a big strong lad up front who's a half decent finisher would make a huge difference to this team. Like, like if White scores that, if you ask me, we win that three or four one. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, I, what I did like about White's performance today is, is he put himself about, which he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, a lad that size should be able to bully defenders more often than not, oh. and it, it's quite pretty clear that he, even though he's a big lad he's not a target man no. but the but, reason why you saw him putting, him about, putting himself about so much is because he kept dropping deep all the time yeah. and that's apart from that one absolute city that he missed he didn't have that many really clear cut opportunities I think most of the chances that were had were from like the midfield players he's really not very good in the air like is he fellas for his size he's really not very good in the air he, he like what Gav just said there, he should be bullying defenders he gets bullied himself yeah, I, mean, that would, I, I think that's got to be the number one priority in January to be honest is a striker like, like Niall says. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's, there's one, but the problem, the problem is, is are they going to spend money on a player like Clark Harris? Clark Harris is an is a all-rounder, but he's a proper League One striker, but he scores goals. And it's the same with that Nanjale or Blackpool. Like, these are players who I, I do think would improve our squad, but are we going to spend the money to sign a player like that? But like, it's so obvious, right? If you ask me, right? It would, you would watch Sunderland if you'd never seen them play before two or three times and you could nearly pick out within 10 minutes of watching them what they need right and I, that was my criticism of Jack Ross at the time was he had, he had two transfer windows to get it right but it, like three even three but is that his fault that's a good question like, well, recruitment shopping like it is a shopping well, like. I mean what's it Jan, Jan, well the next, by the time next time we play the transfer window will be open so yeah. Again, players are maybe playing playing for their place in the team, you know. Do you know what? I know Parkinson hasn't done well at all since he's come in, but he has said that we do need four or five, and the fact that he's come out and said that tells me he is aware. Oh, I mean, you, you, as, as much as I don't think he's got a clue of what he's doing, he, he isn't thick. And, any, and like you say, anybody watching Sunday for more than 10 minutes can see what they're lacking. And, and today, it, it might paper over a few cracks because I don't think Doncaster were very good. And and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the Fleetwood game because we, if we get beat, it'll all go back to square one. It'll be like the Doncaster result hasn't happened. But if we win, then it's like I think Parkinson's job is actually safe until the end of the season because then he's got the transfer window. You know, he's going to get a bit of breathing time to get his own players in to have them bed in, and there might be a bit of an uptake in performances after that. So it's it's quite it's it's a kind of like zero sum game. If we get beat off Fleetwood, it's kind of you we're back to sort of disaster zone again. But then for win, we're kind of you know that'll probably see us safe. 
for the rest of the season. But where do you go from there? So it's all going to hinge. It seems to me it's going to hinge on that game. Can I just say though, right? I would love right for Parkinson to turn it around. I think we all would really deep down, like. Of course, you know, of course would, no, would, absolutely. Would love to turn it around, right, and actually go and get his players in, get his style of play, right. Whether it look, it's shocking or not, get the points on the board and get out this division. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just. Not this I'm, season. I'm, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I don't you think. Never know. Though, I think like. the season's a write-off now. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit with you there. I'm, I, look. It's hard to we're talking like ten minutes after full time here, right? It's hard to be objective. It thought was a moral. I may have a different viewpoint on it, but I just still feel there's a lot missing in the team. There's a lot going on around the club which needs to be resolved before we can actually see what Sunderland's going to look like properly under Partington. And for me, it was a month ago when he should have lost his job. He's still here, and the problem is, is that we now know that. He is going to go into the January transfer when he's our manager. And regardless of what happens in January, I think he's here for the foreseeable. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it is what it is. And it, I don't like to be... Oh, Liverpool has scored. Uh, I, don't like to be too, I don't like to be too negative about, about it. Because at the end of the day, we've won. We've got, good, we've got three good points there to put us up to, I think, 12th in the table. About five, about five or six points outside yeah. the playoffs. We aren't, we aren't kicking the arse away, but like you said before, Lose against Fleetwood, it's back to square one, and it's a case of we can't view each result in isolation. We have to we have, we have to look at this objectively and say like, what's going to happen over the next two or three or four games? What what, what do we think is going to happen? I mean, can I just make a, a quick point? I mean, I said whilst the game was going that I was going to mention them, but Jordan, like we mentioned the recruitment policy before. I think one thing we have got right is the signing of Jordan Willis. I think without him. I think we could be in an even worse position. I just think he's absolutely brilliant. I, I do. I don't. I don't think he's perfect, but I think the problem is, is he's being played alongside defenders of inferior quality, and it's kind of like I, 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 Lynch is all right. Ozturk is below par. We we really need another centre hot. If we're playing three at the back, we might even need two, which is a bit it might sound a bit mad, but like I think I think well, seeing seeing that right, and. The, I don't mean to be like, oh, because we've won. I'm, I'm, like since Partinson come in, the defensive record hasn't been horrendous. Right, we haven't won enough games, but generally speaking, we haven't conceded as many goals as we were. But I still think that that's a lot to do with the way he's just basically had the team sitting back, playing seven and eight players in defence, effectively. You know, today, today it worked because when the long balls were going forward, it seemed to be pinging off White, and it seemed to be it seemed to be dropping to us the second balls. You know. Or, like, do you know who we didn't miss today at all? McGeady. Because I think the, as a whole, the link-up play on that left wing was better with the sort of the little triangles that we were playing was better than the kind of quality that McGeady would provide just for himself. Because sometimes McGeady, when he gets the ball, you know, I think he always tries to beat one, one too many men. He slows the game down. But we really kept the tempo like, quite high on that, that left wing. And it was just like, protection as well, didn't yeah. he? Well, I was just about to say that the reason that we didn't miss him is because probably Sunderland's two best players today were on the left. It was Gooch and Hume yeah, for me, exactly. who, Gooch I mean, it, his arse it, well, particularly when you think about the goals were scored, Gooch gets that goal out of nothing. It's a quick thinking by Maguire, plays it short to him, cut, he does a little step over onto his left foot. We've seen him do that three or four times over the last few years. He's, it's, yeah. you know, he's got that in his locker. But Denver Hume for the, for the winner was outstanding for me. The ball, I mean, he... He's the one player since Parkinson come in who I think's improved tenfold. He's, I mean, his delivery from out wide is outstanding. I said it before the game. Obviously, people will be listening to the, what was said before the game first. 
and they'll have heard us talk about human I think that was a big difference today and you know if we could just bring in some players on the right hand side of the pitch who can do who can do exactly what he can do a, a, a full back who gets forward like Hume does then we're gonna, we are going to score more goals it's obvious but there's a, yeah, there's a lot of problems still with this team and I'm just hoping that it doesn't paper over any cracks it doesn't, it doesn't start making them think oh we might actually have enough here we don't need as many players for me we still need five players at least I, um, I think the Doncaster performance will be very much different from what we expect from Fleetwood and now they'll, yeah. be, they'll be right up for it yeah. um, it's just going back to Lyndon Gooch it's almost like he was performing the job of two players because he kind of unlocked um, Hume's energy but he was really our only kind of creative creativity in the centre of the park so he was kind of you know doing the left wing on the the central midfield at the same time. Uh, he, he was he was he was all over the attack really to be honest. I mean the goal came from the right hand side of the pitch that he scored the free kick. Uh, and then obviously his link up he, he, his link up just generally was outstanding today I thought he's the problem is with Lyndon Gooch is that he's he's quite often well under Ross anyways when he played on the right wing it was like he'd almost been told this is your job stick to it. Where I think a player like Gooch he's too erratic and he's not perfect enough if that makes sense to be told to stick to a one job if I'm his manager I'm saying to him you go searching for the ball graft your nuts off like run yourself into the ground and win it back for us like you always do but when you have the ball and you have time and space just do what you want a bit like McGeady was allowed apart from Gooch has got the graft McGeady didn't have maybe not as much quality but he's got the graft and at this level those players make a hell of a difference a hell of a difference and I just think I think if, like I say if we can bring in Bringing a striker, bringing a right wing back, bringing a centre half or two, and we definitely need a centre midfield player. A challenge. If you're saying you're bringing in a right wing back, then that means you're moving Luke O'Neill into centre midfield. So do you still need another centre midfield? Yeah, well? yeah, 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 we do because. I think I think we do as well. I'm just asking. No, the reason I think we do is because I think O'Neill isn't the type of midfielder we need. I think we we need a big unit. We need somebody. We need somebody who makes late runs into the box. Who isn't scared to shoot? Basically, the player that yeah, well, the player that Max Power should be really. I mean, the, that that's that's a stickler for me, and it has been for a while. Is that Max Power is clearly a decent player? He's been promoted out of the league twice, but he his all round game isn't good enough. And and I, I no, to be honest, neither has Dobson's. Dobson's been really unimpressive recently, and we, we we're just lacking in that area. I mean, having said, we need two mid- midfielders. Ethan Robson will probably come back, who is tall can take set pieces rangy player gets forward problem is he doesn't have a lot of experience but I mean I don't know what do people think about him well as you, you said it yourself you graft at this le- level get well, your ball and, and he's definitely got the ability as well, like winning. if you win the second ball right if you ask me loads of the goals are coming from the second balls in the final third of the pitch if you can win the majority of the second balls not through skill but pure grit like who wants to put their head on it who wants to put their foot on it who wants to go over the 50-50 if you win that ball up the pitch right that's where chances are created if you look at Gucci's goal there right we won the ball final third of the pitch do you know what I mean you look at Gucci when he, when he won the ball to play human on the wing for Maguire's goal he grafted his arse off to get that ball it's all about having the players Chase, do you know what I mean? It's not even, it's not even pretty, but it's effective. What are you thinking, McQuaid? Today, I thought he was a bit quiet. He was. He was. Uh, I, I think he's, as always, his set pieces were decent. 
and I think he, he got well he got the assist for Gucci's goal it was his quick thinking which led to the goal because he, he played it short rather than everyone was waiting for the ball to go in the box he just puts his hand on it and taps it to Gucci runs at the defender drops his shoulder shoots and scores so I think Maguire has quality that's a difference Maguire doesn't have to play well to affect the game uh, which is why you can get away with players like Gooch being the grafter in the team and maybe yeah, not playing well. Yeah, yeah. If like Maguire's set piece work is is better than anyone will have, and I mean, he, again, he hit the free, he hit the crossbar with a free kick. Um, but he, his all round game isn't great. But I mean, again, he's a League One, he's a League One player. And what I've come to learn about players in this league is that you can't expect them to be good at everything. And sometimes it's about accommodating. Now, McGeady, all right. Obviously, there's an issue that he's off, right? But my point is, is that my point is, is that you, we, we found it increasingly more difficult to accommodate McGeady. Where I think because Maguire is a bit more versatile, you can get away with it. Um, so he's one, he's one for you. Let's say we get humped three 0 or Fleetwood. I know I'm being like really negative here. We, I know we are back to square one, but let's say we get beat two one. It's a good performance. You know, might concede a bit of an unlucky goal. What's the, what's the fan reaction going to be? Is it going to be back to square one with the protest to the same extent? Or? I think so because I don't. What, what I've noticed this season is that we're very. There's not a lot of forward thinking going on amongst fans, and I'm included in that. I think we can sort of see what's what's occurring here. I mean, well, look at it. Look at this way, right? We we all sat there talking about talking about um, Parkinson and his suitability and all the rest of it, right? And. I think it, it, it's inevitable you're going to win a couple of games along the way towards the end of the season. It's it's a case of, is this the man that you see building Sunderland going forward? Is this the chairman that you see building Sunderland going forward? I mean, we went from at the start of the season talking about an, a, a target of 100 points and now we actually physically, I don't believe, can make 100 points and we're not even out of 2019. That's That's the fact of the matter. It's like... I think the season was already a write-off when we sacked Jack Ross. Um, well, to be honest, I agreed with the sacking of Jack Ross. I, I, you I know, agree with the but, and, and what I always say to people is that when new players, new managers, give them a chance to prove themselves. To me, Parkinson just hasn't done enough. Today, it doesn't cloud that at all, yeah. really. That, that could be, that could be, nearly. Like you were saying now, you're going to win games along the way. Like in even the 15 point season, the 19 point season in the Prem, you're going to win one or two. Like I'm not saying we're as bad yeah. as that, but I'm saying the lower averages you will win a football match, right? I mean, now if listen, if we've seen that effort, right, every single game since Parkinson took over, right, and we've seen it from now to the end of season, and we've you've seen the players giving a seven and eight or ten every week, you'd hold your hands up and say, right, we're just not good enough. But the fact is. You know the years quality in that team, and what you were saying is Parkers in the man to get the best out of the players. Like you just well, that, that system he played today to me works. It, well, it just works better away from home. I just think I think when you if you're going to set up with five at the back, you do it away from home. Play on the break, have players like Gooch running behind, Hume bombing on down the wing. It works great away from home, but when you're playing the bottom of the league team at the Stadium of Light and you're basically playing with seven in defence. It's not acceptable. He has to have more than one. There needs to be a plan B, basically. I don't mind us playing that way against good teams away from home. But, like, Fleetwood's next. Fleetwood's a good... I, I don't mind Fleetwood. They're a canny team. Barton always loves a game against Sunderland. They're going to try and... Well, he's going to try and inflict a bit of pain on us like he has in the past. And I just think it'll be all right to play that way against them. But 
I want to see a plan B from Sunderland. I want to see a little bit something different. A bit you of know? style, a bit of quality, passing a movement. Yeah. Like. And, that, and that comes maybe in the transfer market, I don't know. Like you say, the, 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 the disappointment from a tackling perspective in the last two games, probably Wyke really, I mean, he's done, he done a decent job today working hard and, and holding it up. You can't, but like, you can't have a good game one in ten. Like you can't. No, and, you, and he's not. He's not going to get you enough goals. No. That's top of it. He's obviously. I mean, Grig, Griggs never got a belly got a kick recently. Yeah. McNulty, McNulty never even got on the day. I just think it's quite clear that White is the type of striker Parkinson likes, but he needs another one like that. And who's out there really? Who they're going to go and spend money on? Really? You get me on a free like. <laughs> or me? Nah. Uh, anyways, that was us. We've been talking for a bit too long now. Uh, Whatever people think of today's performance, I don't think it changes the message, really, that it hasn't been good enough. And, and ultimately, the structure at Sunland needs to be addressed. And until it is, results like this aren't going to paper over the cracks and people are still going to be poking holes in, 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 in the owner's plan for the future, which I believe is very short-term. And, and hopefully, this won't relieve the pressure too much. He still needs to act still needs to make sure that the transfer window is a good one for the club and he needs to go out and bring people to the club who are going to run it properly for him and until he does that then we'll just keep going along again supporting the team but we don't you know don't let ourselves go quiet keep your voices heard anyways that was us hope you can hear us over this speaker in the corner Sean will probably hate it but you know we'll try our best in a bit Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.